Are you being imprisoned by your own unforgiveness of your past? Has withholding forgiveness poisoned your relationships? Well, today we want to help you break free from the prison of unforgiveness in our second week of our series called Red Letter Day that starts right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Adventure Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. Hey, uh, again, we're always so thankful that you're joining us today, wherever you are all across this great planet. Uh, we appreciate you joining us and listening in. Hey, if you really like listening us, listening to us and, and getting our podcast, hey, make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you use, and that way you can see all the new downloads as we get them out every week and you're reminded of those, and, and uh, we'd love you just to continue participating and, and being a part of our, our family here at Venture Podcast. And so, again, as always, we're thankful you are joining us. So we are in the middle of this series called Red Letter Day, and we are looking at the words of Jesus as he hung on the cross, uh, the last words before he departed from this earth. That's what we're taking a look at. And so today we're going to be in Luke uh, chapter 23. We're also going to be in Matthew uh, chapter 18 uh, in different portions and parts of our episode today. Uh, Jesus is actually saying the very first words as he hung on the cross in what we're looking at today. Now, we are in the same time frames as we talked about last week, uh, so if you missed last week's uh, episode, um, you're not going to miss out on anything today. It's all going to make sense to you, but uh, if you want to kind of stay in touch, I, I suggest you pause it now, kind of go back, listen to last week ep- last week's episode, and then come back to us this week, all right? But anyway, so Jesus had just been beaten. He had just been humiliated, spit on. He'd been punched in the face over and over again, uh, beaten with a rod. He was flogged 39 times with this this evil whip thing that had bone and stones and glass and stuff, right, that was so sharp where if you whipped the person, it would rip the flesh and and possible internal organs would come out. Uh, He was humiliated to the point where he was unrecognizable because of the body damage that was done to him, and not to mention the emotional damage of, of creation doing this travesty to the creator, Okay. So Jesus marches up with his cross onto a hill called the skull, and he had on one side of him a criminal, and on the other side, another criminal. He stands in the middle, and he looks down on his accusers, and he looks down on those Roman soldiers that just humiliated him and beat him and and were ruthless, and he looks down on those scribes and those Pharisees that were just full of hate and, and jealousy. And he says these, these words that, that changed everything. It comes from Luke 23, uh, verse 34. He says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Now, I, I don't know about you, but if that's me up in that situation, I'm saying, Father, kill them. Father, destroy them. Father, take them out. We need justice deal with the situation now, okay? But Jesus says, Father, forgive them. 
And so as we look at the scripture today, it really applies to everybody because we all have somebody that we need to forgive. You see, in life, we all have someone we have an offense with. Maybe you're holding a grudge. Maybe it's with a spouse. You had an argument and really haven't put it to rest. Or, or maybe it happened weeks or months ago and you're still harboring it. Maybe there's something going on at work and you're holding a grudge that you just can't let go. Who is it today that you need to forgive? I don't want you to pass on this message today, this, this, this episode, because this is, applies to you. Because every single one of us, we, we need to receive God's forgiveness. But also, we find out in Scripture, we need to give forgiveness to others. These were more than just words as Jesus hung on the cross. They were a prophecy that was predicted 700 years earlier by the prophet Isaiah. We read that in Isaiah 53, 12, where it says, Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. What's intercession? Well, intercession is prayer. These words were a prayer. He was praying to his God, his Father. Father, forgive them, for they not know what they are doing. You may be praying for someone who is so far from God, and you think it will never come to church, uh, that they'll never come to church, that they'll never know him as their Lord and Savior. Here's my advice. Never quit. Never give up praying for those who think there is no chance, right? Jesus prayed uh, those words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. These words were more than just a prayer. They were more than just a prophecy. They really changed everything when it comes to forgiveness. You see, before Christ, when you are offended, people would respond by saying, you owe me and justice is mine. You see, there was a law that said you could have an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth. It was a law that basically said, hey, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you in the same amount. Even 2,000 years later, uh, we have the same response, don't we? Some, someone hurts us, we get ticked off. You owe me and justice is mine. We get mad. We want them to pay. We want, them, we want to get even with them. We, we want them to know that they've done something to us, right, and how they've hurt us. We want them to pay for the offense that they've given us. We want to get even. We are innocent though, right? We didn't do anything, and we want to make them pay. That was the pre-Christ response. So what is the after-Christ response? Well, the after-Christ response is, God, he forgave me, so I'll forgive you. Jesus taught this during his ministry on earth through the, through the disciples. He was teaching them how to pray. Listen to what he says in Matthew six twelve, And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. We see Jesus takes forgiveness to a whole nother level. It's not an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth anymore. It's I forgive you because God forgave me. Forgiveness can fall into two categories. It's something we receive, but it's also something we give. So today, uh, we're going to break down God's word, and we're going to kind of ask ourselves some questions. Who do we have to forgive, God? Who are, who are you talking about here? And how often and why do we need to forgive? You know, because, you know, you, you don't know what, we've, what they've done to me, God, and I, I don't want to forgive them. And so we got to ask ourselves some of those questions. And this takes us to a huge question that we need to ask. Where are we without forgiveness? Where are we without forgiveness? And the answer is hell. Without forgiveness, we are all doomed. It's, it's all over. We are all in hell, according to Scripture, right? 
Forgiveness is, is the central focus of the cross. As Jesus stood up there and he uttered those words, Father, forgive them. He was teaching us how important it is. They weren't just words. He was setting the stage to tell his disciples, his followers, and you and I, forgiveness is where it starts. And forgiveness is where it keeps going. It is the central focus of the cross. So we're going to take a look at another message in in Matthew chapter 18, like I said, and it talks about a servant that was forgiven. And we're going to kind of break it down and just, just find out why do I have to forgive? Why do we have to forgive? So we have Peter, who was one of his disciples. He was thinking about forgiveness, and, and he really didn't understand forgiveness because he goes up to Jesus and he says, hey, Jesus, how often should you forgive someone? Seven times? You know, I'm thinking seven times. And Jesus replies, not seven times, but 77 times. And then Jesus goes right into this whole message about forgiveness. It's Matthew 18, starting with verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with the servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children, all that he had been sold, to be repay for the debt. You see, in those days, it was a law that if, if you couldn't pay the debt, you could be sold into slavery or you could be thrown into prison until your debt had been paid. Now, I got to thinking as I was kind of putting this together, I just wonder if that was a law today, what, what would we be thinking if we went into debt, you know? Would we probably think twice about buying the 80-inch TV, you know, putting that on finances? We probably would think twice about buying those pairs of shoes that we didn't really need and putting them on the credit card, right? Or getting that iPhone just because somebody else has it on a two-year plan, right? We would probably think twice about going into debt. I, I think we would. Let's read on, starting with verse 26. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay everything back. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. So who are the characters in this story? Who is the master and the king? It's God, right? That's who that is. Who is the servant? It's us. We are the servants in the story. See, there are some lessons from the forgiven servant that, that we, are, we need to learn, okay? So, uh, number one, the debtor can't always repay you, okay? The debtor can always, can't always repay you. Take a look at verse 24 again. It says, a man owed him 10,000 bags of gold. See, scholars actually say that that was more worth probably close to a billion dollars, definitely millions and millions of dollars in today's currency. In verse 25, we, we see he couldn't pay, right? So often in life, the debtor can't repay you. Now, we, we all have this debt that we can't repay. And I'm not talking about your mortgage. And I'm not talking about those five easy payments for that Snuggie that you bought online this past year, right? That you think that no one else found, about, found out about. <laughs> we all know that you bought a Snuggie. God help you and we'll pray for you, right? We are talking about a sin debt that Jesus paid for us. But there are also those, these things that debtors can't repay. Maybe the debtor in your life is someone who shared something in confidence and they just blurted it out to the world. Maybe you told them something in private and they threw it out there on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever, right? It's, it's there for the whole world to see. Well, that debtor can't repay you. They can't take that off. It, it's out there. Maybe you've had this argument with your spouse and you said something or they said something to you and it's just wounded you. 
You can't go back in time. You can't rewind the clock. That person that's offended you may not be able to repay you. So the first thing you have to understand is they can't always repay you, okay? They can't fix it. They can't rewind the clock, like we said. They can't take the words back. It's out there. It's done. It's happened. The second lesson we learn from the, for, the forgiven servant is, is this. The offended can always show mercy. The offended can always show mercy. Look at verse 27 again. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. We have to show mercy, right? Another interesting aspect of offenses is often the person who offends us doesn't even know it. And I've had this happen to me a couple of times. Uh, I, I will go around and meet and greet uh, several of our folks uh, in, in service, right before service starts on Sunday morning, right? And then I'll find out like a couple weeks later that someone is just mad at me because they're hurt because I didn't say hello to them. And the reality is sometimes I just don't get around to everybody, right? Or I might have just missed them that day. Often, we don't even know the offense, right? This plays out in so many areas of our life. Maybe we've got kids and they're in basketball and we're watching the clock because our kids didn't get the same playing time as another kid. And, and the coach is out there really honestly trying to work it out, you know, but it just didn't work out because of timeouts or whatever. But our, but our kid is not getting the same playing time and we're mad at the coach, right? We're offended. We're hurt. The coach might not even know you're, you're upset. He's just trying to get all those kids playing, getting those kids playing time, right? I get offended real easy when I drive. Uh, I've shared a couple of driving stories with you in the past. You're probably thinking I'm this horrible, mad driver, but, but I'm not. A lot of this has happened in the past, and this one has too. Um, what we need to understand, though, there, that there's, and when we're driving, there's a speed limit, right? And, and that's the speed limit you're supposed to go. Okay, you don't go less than the speed limit. If the speed limit is 55, you go 55 or more. <laughs> okay, I can't stand people that go slower than the speed limit. Go the speed limit, right? I mean, it's, it's ungodly. It's unrighteous. You know, they're literally breaking the law because they're going slower. They, they, they need to repent, right? Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. But I, I, I just drives me nuts, right? I hope you're with me. So anyway, I'm driving behind this car one day. right up on the bumper. Uh, it's, it's not doing the speed limit. It's slow. It's like 10 miles an hour slower. We're on the highway. We should be going, you know, I think it was like an area of 65. Cause this happened years ago. Um, it, I think it was an area of like 65 miles an hour. And, and so I get up real close to them cause I'm trying to, you know, get going. And, and the reason I got up close to them because there's cars just going by me on the left-hand side. Right. I, and I'm trying to pull over at the same time, trying to get around them, but I can't cause traffic just keeps coming. And so I start flashing my lights and trying to get them to move or get them over or whatever, you know, and, and I didn't honk my horn. I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> anyway, uh, so finally, I finally get an opportunity to pull out alongside them because traffic kind of stopped him. And, and, and I, I look over and there's this old driver holding the steering wheel with a two o'clock and a 10 o'clock grip, looking at the gauges, being safe, you know, probably doing what they're supposed to do. Right. And so I look over and I think, who is this person? I'm like, oh, I'm going to look see who this person is. And and you know that stare that you give people. You, you think that stare that's going to hurt them, right? Like, what are you doing, you know? You give them the stare. And I look over there, and I give them the stare, and it's this old lady. And she looks back at me, and, and she does this thing where she kind of looks back at me, and at the same time, she her hands kind of drift to the right on the steering wheel, right? 
and, and she kind of starts heading off to the side of the road. And at this point, I, it, to me, it looks like she's about to crash and, and I have this heart attack. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? It, and I'm thinking I'm going to hell because I'm going to kill this old lady, right? I'm such a loser. I had this offense, right? I'm wanting to get even with this lady and she didn't even know what was going on, right? By the way, my mother-in-law will be okay, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't my mother-in-law. It was some, some lady. It was a true story, but some lady. But we pick up this offense so easily, right? We have to learn to go through life showing mercy. So we're talking about the story of the forgiven servant. And what we read is only half the story. There, there's actually a lot more to it. Let me share more of the story. The servant, he's just been forgiven this tremendous debt, right? We're talking millions of dollars, possibly billions of dollars. And he, he's excited because he's like, I'm a free man. I've got no debt. Could you imagine not having a mortgage payment, not having car payment, credit card payments, nothing, everything paid off free and clear. This guy's got to be excited, right? I'm free, you know, no debt, no worries. Takes after Dave Ramsey, right? He comes out and he comes across the servant. This servant owed him a thousand dollars and he grabs him by the neck and starts choking him. That's in scripture, right? Demanding payment. And the guy couldn't pay, so he had him thrown in the prison. So the king that, that he just talked to hears about this, right? Who had just forgiven him this huge amount of tremendous debt, calls him again before him, and this is where we pick the story back up, right? Matthew 18, starting verse 32. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servants just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from the heart. Yes, God said that. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Those words are written in red, folks, from Jesus himself. Why would God be so harsh? Why would he say such a thing? I believe it's because God knows that unforgiveness puts you in a prison. Unforgiveness is like sipping poison expecting the other person to die. Unforgiveness puts you in a prison. So what about you? Are you in a prison? Have you had unforgiveness in your heart for so long that you've just learned to live with it? We always think forgiveness is going to benefit the other person. And what you've got to understand today is that forgiveness benefits you. Forgiveness unlocks the door to the prison and lets you escape and be free. And I understand as we talk about this issue that there is some major offenses out there. So, so what do we do when the offense is just so great? What do we do when the offense just seems too big? What do we do when we say, you know what, Dan, you don't know my situation. You don't know what I've gone through. What do we do when the offense is just so great that we just can't even picture ever forgiving this person? And you might say, you don't realize that I had a father and he would come home and was drunk and he'd beat the living daylights out of my sister and my brother. And then he'd lay into my mom and we would just, he would just hit her over and over and over again. And we would hide in the bedroom hoping that it would just stop. Or maybe you say, I married someone, and I said, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, and it wasn't too long that they, they turned on me and had an affair and, and ran off with someone else. Or one of you say, you don't understand. There was a drunk driver, and he hit a family member and injured or killed them. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I've faced. You don't know how it's affected me. 
Or what about maybe as a kid growing up, you were molested over and over again by a family member and it's crippled you. It's put you in a prison and you say, I can never forgive that person. Or what about a coach? He said, you're a loser. You'll never be anything. You're a failure and you'll never make it. Or you had a teacher that said you're worthless. How do you forgive that person? Let me just say this. It's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy. I'm not going to tell you that there's a three-step process to forgive them and it's done. I'm just going to give you something to hold on to. As bad as it is, whatever you've been through, you've got to know this. Jesus' love is greater than any offense. Jesus' love is greater than any offense. As hard as it is, forgiveness is a choice. And so often in life, we want to try and forget. We want to try and manage. We want to try and push that offense as far away from us as we can. But here's my challenge to you today. I want us to remember. I want us to remember so that we can take a step towards forgiveness. Because when Jesus hung on the cross, he prayed that prayer. And that step that we all need to take towards forgiving that person starts with prayer. Now, I don't expect you to forgive them today or tomorrow or this week or even maybe next month. But by taking a step towards prayer, it invites Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, into your heart to do something that you cannot. God can come in and turn your heart around. You can forgive and you can let go and you can be free from that prison. It starts with a choice to make that step towards forgiveness through prayer. God can do something we cannot. And you can say, Dan, that's impossible. I can never forgive that person. You can say that all you want. But let me remind you, what's impossible with man is possible with God, right? What's impossible with man is possible with God. God can do more than we can even imagine. As we make that step towards forgiveness through prayer, God can change your life by his love and by his grace. Prayer doesn't always change the other person, but prayer always changes you. The reason this is such an important subject is forgiveness holds us in a prison. We're the ones suffering. God wants to set us free today. God wants to set you free today. Amen. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. We again want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you are enjoying our our series. Uh, If you do, please remember to, to like and subscribe to us so that you'll get reminded of all of our new episodes each and every week. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about us or would like to support this ministry, please visit chandleracreschurch.com.